And now, that's right, Andrew. You're a little. You're ready to jump the gun, there, man. You should have known, ready. dude. Well, you, you got an still, intro now. Listen, you still haven't even mentioned to me anything about this intro. You just sprung it on me last week, and then you sprung it on me this week. I'm just yeah. adapt. I'm starting to adapt. Okay, just let me live my life. It's the final countdown. Some would say. It's the final countdown. Listen, man. I'm a, whole, to- I'm a whole year older now, so it's. I'm getting used to life again. True. Another revolution around the sun, uh, or more time has passed in the simulation, depending on your your outlook on life. Andrew, with that being said, dude, I mean, why don't you tell people exactly how old you are and what you plan to accomplish this year to start the show? And, and happy birthday to you. Thanks, Chris. Uh, for those listening, the day we're recording this is my birthday. So the day you're listening to this, it's already passed. So thanks for missing my birthday, jerks. Um, but I'm 27 now, so pretty big deal i think maybe i don't know if this is really that important of a birthday if you survive it um but i think this year i'm just this year i'm just trying to you know get that bread podcast make videos make music make a whole bunch of crap that not this year oh oh in 20 yeah yeah, yeah. in my my year yes yes in well i've just completed my 27th year now entering my 28th so Oh right! Wow, that's, that's so what, weird. That's doing, that, yeah. You think about it like that, huh? That's. Well, it's that's not how, how I paying. think about it. That's that's just how it is. Because I've that's, completed twenty-seven years. That's why I am twenty-seven, and now it's the beginning of the twenty-eighth year that hasn't been completed yet. So. Hmm. Wow, that's almost sounds biblical in nature. I've never heard it. <laughs> I've never heard it spoken out loud. It's like uh, <laughs> it, it really is. That's that's powerful. What you just said, I think. And, and today we're talking about a heavy hitting subject. So to start off like that, I mean, heavy, heavy. No hitting. Pun in, yeah, no pun intended. We you just put us in the ballpark. So, <laughs> so with that being said, I mean, Andrew, what are we speaking uh, about today, and who are we speaking about it with? Well, I'm glad you asked, Chris. We have a lot of interests besides music uh, that we would like to talk really? about on this show. Yeah. I mean, last week we talked about video games, you know, so we probably alienated half of our audience. So let's alienate the rest of them that are here that weren't interested in video games. Cause I hope you guys are interested in sports. Cause that's what we're talking about today. Classic yeah. guys being dudes sports. We're going to talk about picking things up and putting things down. We're going to be talking about throwing things. We're going to be talking about catching things. We're going to be talking about running around, getting all sweaty. Uh, but more yeah. so specifically, we're going to be speaking about how sports are different now that everyone is scared to get sick. Uh, and I figured who better to talk about it with than um, my actual roommate in real life, who is uh, one of the biggest sports fans I know and is the half of the reason I actually got into American football at all. So his name's yeah. Scott and he's they here to talk to us about we don't share a room, but we share a house. <laughs> Uh, we share a lot of things. Cool. Uh, and yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, please welcome Scott to the podcast. Woo! Hey, What's I'm up, here. Hey, Scott. Yeah. Scott's, Scott's Good to downstairs. see you guys. Yeah, yeah Scott, we're keeping it safe. We're, we're in separate rooms. Yeah, yeah know, we're socially safe, distinct. just like sports. Scott's well, in the living room. I'm in my bedroom. Andrew was telling me that you guys are really lucky to have four bathrooms in your house so you can really follow Cuomo's strict mandate of one bathroom per person. Right, right yeah, exactly. We, yeah. As soon as that That's happened, weird. we built an additional two bathrooms just so that we would never have to share a bathroom again. Oh, I didn't hear about those two. I was using the kitchen. <laughs> oh, God. oh, well, then, Chris, we have a guest bathroom that hasn't been used if you're interested in <laughs> okay. staying here. Yeah, Chris, you can have you can have my bathroom. 
Can I sleep in the bubble wrap hallway? I heard you guys have that going on. You no, yeah, yeah. We change the bubble wrap every morning to keep it clean. Yeah. yeah. Scott, I love yeah. that you just going for an IPA. Like, it's noon right yeah, now. Yeah, well, We're I figured if I was going to be on a podcast, isn't no better listen, time. He's on the podcast. Yeah. Listen, it's, it's Friday. Birthday. It's Friday. It's, it's happy hour all day. Happy it's, hour all uh, day. You know. Not to mention, not? I'm we're, I'm celebrating this uh, momentous occasion. Not it, to mention, it's Friday, and in this house, Friday means Pizza Friday. Yeah, in this house, wow. that's so, cool. And we all get we all get our own pizzas. We all get yeah. pizza. Well, get, you can't share safe. anymore. So yeah, exactly. right. That's what I'm saying. We, yeah, we all cool. get, we I, each so, get our own pizzas. In in all seriousness, Scott, I mean, how has uh, this year been for you? With uh, I haven't seen you much. You know, we've actually I haven't I know, seen and, you and and. and unsurprisingly so because of the way that things are it's mm-hmm. been you know okay i've been working from home going on six months i'm almost six months at home which uh you know is a little weird but it's pretty sick i love not driving to work uh i love being able to watch baseball during the day when i'm working and i love being able to work out at a reasonable time like working from home is sick um, pandemics are not sick yeah, uh, pandemic's no not sick, but yeah. true. But there was a time um, where, where Scott would be coming home from work at like 9, 10 p.m. And now he's yeah. off the clock at 5.30 and it's just... Uh, yeah, and, and here I am, ready to play. Um, ready to play Fall Guys. You know, exactly, ready to play Fall Guys. Big time, big time sport. That fall is Guys, a <laughs> new favorite right sport now. right here, Fall Guys. I can't say Xbox, I'm where are you at? Get some Fall Guys on Xbox. Chris, you haven't seen Fall Guys and you watch video games? Yeah, I I watch them more than I play them and I haven't seen it. Dude, it's the new Battle Royale craze. It's essentially Mario Party meets Gang Beasts meets Fortnite. And it's just the craziest. Meets meets MXC. Sorry to interrupt you, Andrew. (laughs) Meets MXC. It's it's just craziness. It's just it's very silly. It's very fun. Uh, it's free this month if you're a PlayStation Plus member, or it's twenty dollars on PC. Okay. Uh, it's not on Xbox yet. I don't know what the deal is with that, but that's where we're at. We're waiting. We're praying. This is Fingers crazy crossed. fun. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's it. <laughs> that looks like something I would not be interested in. You'd think you say that. that. You say but... that, but okay. listen, you're into so... Super Smash Brothers. Trust me, dude. Fair enough. Fall guys, that may be a conversation for another day. I'll give it a shot. I mean, we right. all today, have a lot of free time on our hands these days. Today we're talking about real life competitions. We, right. I mean, yeah, we are. Well, so, I guess physical competitions. So, Andrew, since yeah. this was sort of uh, your, we don't want to alienate any any esports guys. Yeah, true. We do love esports. Yeah, I mean, you guys actually watch the Overwatch League in your house, right? Uh, yeah, sometimes. I mean, not so much, um, not as much during this season because it's a lot less exciting with there no, you know, bit there uh, with there being no like stadium atmosphere and everything to watch, like hearing the crowds and stuff like that. Really, but, even the yeah. esports. Yes, it's so it's so wow. much it's okay. so much more boring now that it's all um, really. It's it's so much it's so it's not even the same thing at all. You That's really that interesting would... because. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chris. No, 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 Scott. You are the guest. You go ahead. But I appreciate. Well, what I was going to say was, <laughs> I'm watching. You know, I've watched a little bit of basketball, but I'm watching a lot of baseball. And you know, obviously, fans are a really big part of any sport. Um, but baseball isn't really the. At least, like watching it on TV isn't really that different to me. I know that fans are very important. 
Um, but my experience, my experience watching it on TV hasn't been very different. And I would think it would be the same for esports. Um, not that fans are any more or less important in esports than they are in mm-hmm. baseball, but it's just, I don't know, it's interesting well, to me that you'd say that. I would have to. Yeah, it's weird. I think that we would have to wait until football starts with there being no fans to really see the difference I'm talking about because with Overwatch, like, I mean, again, Overwatch is a video game and baseball is an actual physical sport. But with baseball, there's a lot more, you know, like the criticism with football and baseball, I feel, is that there's a lot of downtime, you know, like a lot of them Mm. standing and not playing the game. And so there's not a lot of the crowd you know, obviously there are crowd. There are moments when the crowd gets hyped, but there's a lot less of just the crowd being like, "Let's go!" Ah! You know, and like during football, where it's like the whole play is going on, and everyone's like, "Let's freaking go!" It's fourth down. Let's go! Uh, like same thing with Overwatch, where it's like, "Oh my right. god!" There's ten seconds left, and they need to get all the way to that side of the map, and they're fighting each other, and it's overtime, and you're like, "Blah!" And you just hear people like going crazy, and it's so much better. It's also just so much better to see like all the like commentators like on one desk talking to each other instead of all like this, like like you're watching a podcast or something, which like, obviously this is fine. It's all good, but it's just different and it's just not as fun. It's not bad. It's harder harder for the broadcasters too, when they're in separate, when they're in separate rooms, because they can't, there's certain visual cues that I know that they use uh, Mm -hmm. like for timing and for, you know, for things like that. Right. And Um, I'm sure there's some sort of delay that definitely makes it a bit awkward. Like, we might be having they're yeah touching on of like um you know pre pre uh video podcasting eras like those early rogan days is what yeah. all, it's like oh he finished speaking now i have to jump in and fill it right yeah <laughs> but yeah scott uh, what did you want to touch upon oh yeah touching on on baseball um what was i gonna say the interesting thing is the announcers you know each team has a, has a set of announcers for tv and for radio and this year the home like let's for example i'm a mets fan um the mets announcers don't travel with the team to the other stadiums they stay in new york so you know keith gary and ron the mets uh commentators on tv are sitting in city field for every game even though only half of the games are being played in city field and that probably creates i actually i they've talked about it i know that it creates like this weird, you know, delay and confusion because they are, they're getting the same feed that the fans are when the Mets aren't playing at home. They're what they're basically just watching and commenting on a uh, TV broadcast rather than commenting on uh, being there in the building in, so you know, in the moment. It is really wild. weird. That's wild. So does it, it must feel, I don't watch baseball. So does it feel different? Um, the, I would say it feels honestly, and and there's probably people out there who would disagree with me, but it probably feels ten percent different to me um, <laughs> than a normal normal broadcast because they're pumping in crowd noise and it's not the same. But that's, when you're that's locked, weird. I don't like that. <laughs> when you're locked into the game, and you know they have the the, the cardboard cutout fans, but when you're mm-hmm. locked into the game, you're not. <laughs> you're <laughs> not. Uh, Thankfully, they don't. They don't usually look like that. I like the yeah. game. Scott, what's, you ruined what? a joke. I was gonna pull that picture and be like, "All right, Scott, but how do you explain this?" <laughs> <laughs> Visual bit. Well, wait, Scott. What was the uh, which stadium was it that had the bear that got hit with the ball? Oh God, I I don't know. I'd have to look that up again. Um, 
That was really but funny. They, there was a baseball cool. game where they have like they like I don't know if every stadium's doing it. If it's like a whole MLB thing or if it's just specific ones, Scott can correct me if that's what it is. But <laughs> um, they have like you can send in a picture of yourself to be put on a cardboard cutout to be put in the stands and stuff. And one of these places had like teddy bears out sitting in some of the seats, and some guy hit you know whether it was a home run or a pop fly or whatever. Um, there's a fa- there's it, a deep foul ball deep foul and it just beamed this teddy bear in the face and like the commentators laughed about it and said something about it and then the the stadium posted a picture of it the next day with like a head wrap on him and he's like he's recovering and he's ready for the next game and stuff like that (laughs) that kind of stuff i'm in for yeah it's kind of fun they're doing a lot of creative stuff with the uh you know with the the imaginary fans they have the the cardboard cutouts they have the the teddy bears, um, and I think a lot of it's for for charity. A lot of the uh, a lot of the players get to put pictures of either their family members or their pets in the stands. So there's been like uh, the Mets had a, a situation where uh, I think Jeff McNeil hit a home run or hit a, a deep foul ball that hit a cutout of his dog in the stands, um, which is pretty you know just kind of funny uh, wow. coincidence. Yeah, for real. Yeah. That's crazy. So how do you feel the level of competition from the athletes is no similar? I mean, no different, the same. Um, I mean, they're professionals. I'd, I'd like to think that it's not any different um, from what it normally is. I know that almost every player, and I don't know if this is just a canned response because they, you know, because they're, they're professional players in a certain league. They, they all say that the, the fans are the most important part. Um, which for business purposes is true. Um, but I don't know how, you know, I, I'm sure for some people it's important for their performance, but they're professionals. It, you know, I, I, I'd like to think that whether fans are there or not, they're, they're performing at their highest, uh, their highest potential. I'm not sure what the, uh, what the actual effect is. It's probably a little right. bit weird. It's probably a little bit dystopian. Um, I'm, I'm sure that at home games, you definitely miss it. And I'm sure that at away games, you you probably miss it a little less, but <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, people, people, I, I would think that all players react differently to, um, like the presence of the fans. Like some, mm-hmm. some guys probably think the cheering, whether for or against them is distracting. Some guys probably feed off of it. Um, right. it's, yeah. you know, it, there's it's, probably that one guy on the team was like, dude, I wish like my and and my career like this. This is perfect. I can get out of the parking lot in no time. Yeah, and and I, like maybe you know, they like, can focus like, a little yeah. bit better. There's no there's no problems. There's no distractions. We're just playing the game, pure and simple. Yeah, it's so simple, so smart. Oh man, back to the rec league days. But I mean, you know, so baseball is going on, and uh, it seems to be going okay. Uh, there well, was a big COVID hiccup though early there's on. There's been right? there've been a there've been a couple, and I think the first one, the one with the Marlins, was was by far the worst. They had like 18 players, and a couple of staff members all test positive. And how many how many players make up a full team? Just the players, uh, not the staff. Just players. Uh, what is it? I think the the rosters are 30. The rosters are a little bit. They expanded the rosters a little bit this year, right? Um, due to COVID, this year I believe it's still thirty guys. Still like thirteen Damn. or fifteen. Eighteen. 30, Eighteen. That's more than yeah. half. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you do then? <laughs> right. And they had to. So the the funny thing is they're they're fitting all these games 
Um, and we can talk about it. We don't have to talk about baseball the whole time. This is just what I've been consuming. Oh, we won't. Um, the mo- <laughs> okay. Um, this is just what I've been consuming the most lately is um, yeah. baseball. They, uh, you're going to have to edit this part out. They, uh, <laughs> what was I saying? I totally forgot my train of thought. Um, well, you were just talking about consuming baseball and how it's consuming not consuming like, baseball. You know, Half of that time. team got sick. Scott, we don't. Edit oh, the right. I remember now. I remember now. Um, <laughs> so baseball's trying to fit, you know, they, they have the 60 game schedule and they're trying to fit it in this really tight window. Right. Before I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. When the playoffs would normally start. So like a lot of, once you have a team like the Marlins missing over a week of games, like where are they getting those games? That they, where are they making those games up? Um, and the way baseball is doing it is they're doing a lot of double headers, but they're doing seven inning double headers. So basically, in a day, you're playing two shortened games rather than you know two full length games or two you know uh, two you know whatever. You're you're playing two shortened games uh, to make up for that time. But at the same time, you can't have baseball players running out there every day and playing 14 innings. So it's assumed that there's going to be some teams that won't be able to complete the 60-game schedule. Um, Is it just because, like, the physical fitness and the toll that it probably takes on your body to perform at that Yeah, it's, a, it's a, playing two games, even two seven-inning games is a lot. Um, it's a lot for anybody. Uh, and, you know, say what you will about baseball being – you know, boring and, and low energy. There's still, you still have to be in tremendous shape to play. Um, yeah. So because you're playing up against a bunch of people who are also in tremendous energy. They all just, I mean, in tremendous shape, they all just be ha- happening to play a, a very low energy sport, but you still have to be, you're still competing in a low energy sport against people who are in incredible shape. Yeah. So therein lies. The yeah. Whatever, 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 whatever way you want to, whatever way you want to. I don't know if I would say it's necessarily low energy, and more so just spurts of energy. Yeah. Dude, I was just feeling it. I mean, <laughs> just, just, off just feeling and, oh, but, Shout uh, out Greg. We miss you, Greg. We do. I hope Greg's good down there in Florida in his trailer. I actually really fishing. hope he's good considering the, I hope he's uh, still fishing. the weather and stuff. But, um, you know, we're not uh, drink. We're not here to, uh, that's a how I met your mother joke. Anytime you say, but um, you got to drink, but, we're not here to talk entirely about Greg and, and baseball because, to be honest with you, Scott, yeah, I don't really care about baseball too much. Okay. I just think it's interesting right, how they're fair. handling Corona, and I think that they're handling Corona the best out of all the professional sports right now. Well, actually, apparently, hockey's just like kind of. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if I yeah. agree with you. I think basketball's hockey's doing it a little bit better. Um, but okay. base yeah, basketball's well, why basketball- Scott? Oh, there's a lot of pressure now. I'm the only one on the screen. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Scott. I'm visual bits. I'm asking. No, put, you can put put me back up there. I don't care. Do um, it. Put them up there. Basketball has all their – and, you know, there's probably people listening to this who already know this, but basketball is operating in a bubble. Um, so they're having very limited – you know, they're having all their players, all their coaches, all their referees, all of the team's, like, staff, their fitness staff, their, their like – food services staff they're all um in orlando on like a on like the disney campus i guess and they can't really leave so once they had all of their positive their covid positive players and staff members quarantined after that you know there's nobody coming in in and out of this bubble so they they're they're basically covid free down there which is a 
um, an interesting, I mean, not interesting. It's a smart way to do it. It's just, it's hard to do that with other sports because in basketball, each team only has like 15 guys or so, whereas in like football or, I mean, football, especially there's like 53 guys on a football roster um, that makes up yeah, for like three NBA teams. You know, it's just, it's not really feasible right. with baseball or football or, or, I mean, I guess hockey's hockey's kind of doing a modified bubble. Well, let me ask you this, Scott. So yeah. as organizations, you think that the NBA is doing a better job, but as players, which players do you think are doing a better job? Because I know that, especially when the bubble started, <laughs> can't make up your mind. When the bubble started, um, there were a bunch of, you know, a handful of players that were like sneaking out to hang out with girls or get food or something. So which players do you think are handling it the best? Um, this is a, not a great podcast answer, but I don't think there, I don't think you can, you can, you can divide it like that because there's idiots in every sport. Um, right. And that's, that's well. kind of what's caused the problems in baseball, the problems that have occurred in baseball and the problems that have occurred in basketball are just from people being stupid and going, you know, going clubbing or, or doing, you know, doing whatever it's, uh, right. um, people being people. I think they're more they're more equipped to handle it in basketball, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, if you get if you if you somehow sneak out and let's say like you and three of your buddies sneak out of the basketball bubble and go to a club and I'll get covid. Um, I could <laughs> see a scenario right there. Yeah, that's the NBA bubble. That's a, a, a live Scott, look. At I want to ask bubble. you and I feel like you were kind of alluding to that with what you were about to say like what happens if the bubble pops? Like do we lose basketball altogether? And I, know I don't know. Like thankfully, thankfully right now, they've but... been sorry, Chris, go ahead. I, I didn't, I didn't oh, no, no, no. I listen. I know there's been a lot of jokes going on right now, but like this is a serious question because it's been yeah, a no. terrible year and I know that sports are a big escape for a lot of people who may not be uh -huh. into film or music as much there are a lot of people who like sports is there like you know going to a concert or they're like putting an album on after work or they're reading a good book so i would hate right. to just see people lose that because of you know s situational circumstances right it, it would it would be a shame it turns out sports are sports is my putting on an album after work but putting on an album after work is my sports okay i i'm so explain that <laughs> it was it was, was a joke. Like, okay, gotcha. I was about to say that's like an endless feedback loop, man. You can't do that to a host. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I'm bringing this wrong. podcast down. That was a good. Yeah, get him no, out of here. Like... Get him out of here. Get him out of here. <laughs> I mean, cut to commercial. Cut to commercial. Cut. Get him out of here. <laughs> I, I'm just nervous. Uh, I'm back. In all in all seriousness, you know. Yeah. They say that there's going to be a second wave of this thing come the winter and the traditional flu season, which yeah. fall and late fall, it starts to ramp up and stuff. And I mean, I just don't know if people mentally can handle like not having their sports or like being in the middle of like whatever the NBA is in their playoffs. Right. I don't know exactly yeah. how long this is going to go on for, but like I'm nervous just for the people that are super into it with me. Football is like the sport that I like make sure I have off every Sunday from work. Like once yeah. the season starts, Same. Like, you know, I'm on the couch and Same. it's just like, I don't want to lose that. You know? Well, the, the weird thing, I'm, I'm nervous for football too. Um, you know, these other sports that are operating, operating right now, if, like let's say it got worse in the winter and we're still dealing with this in the spring basketball, hockey, and baseball are, are kind of equipped at this point, maybe not financially, but they're equipped, you know, 
organizationally to deal with a, a, a pandemic now. Like they've learned how to operate um, in a pandemic. Football has the luxury of looking at these other three sports and taking you know good and bad examples from them and, and learning from them, but we still don't really know what that's going to look like. There's still stadiums that that would like to have fans in the stands for this this upcoming football season. Um, there's still, you know, different parts of the country that have different, that have different regulations as far as the virus goes. So we don't really know, like there's no, there hasn't been a, a, like a unilateral decision in football to say no fans in the stands or like, yes, we're allowing fans in the stands. Um, so we don't really know what football is going to look like. And it's starting like a week from yesterday is, is, is opening day for football. Um, so it's a little scary. Um, football teams are going to be traveling. And like I said, football has the biggest rosters out of any of the four North American major sports. So like we're kind of heading into uncharted territory with football. And uh, I think you like anybody, anybody should be concerned about what football is going to look like. I mean, I'm, I think they're, they're prepared to, to, weather whatever storm they face like i think they're going to go forward with football even if there are like large scale outbreaks on teams i think they're just going to say you know screw it we're going to we're going to bring in replacement players we're going to sign guys off the practice squad and we're going to make you keep playing but um i don't know what football is going to look like it's going to be it's going to be weird uh, i know like in miami they still want to have fans in the stands in some kind of like socially distanced uh capacity but even that seems kind of silly. I mean, you see all the stuff in the South with, with schools opening up, like, yeah, maybe you can have social distancing in classrooms, but once you get into the hallway, like, you know, you got a bunch of people packed into one, one space. You know, I, I feel like it's, it, I mean, I don't know what they're, what they're doing in Miami to prevent that kind of thing. But once you have a bunch of people going to the concession stands, you know, are they going to be distanced? Is it, is it going to be safe at that point? Is everybody going to be wearing a mask? I mean, it's hard enough to police people wearing masks in shop, right? Like it's going to be even harder in a stadium with, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people. Right. I just don't see, I mean, like obviously understand like the business side of it, why you would want to try and get fans in there, but I just feel like it's kind of like a no brainer. Like why it's risk, silly. Yeah, I, why I risk it's all of that? Silly. It's so much, it's so much less work and like, guessing whether people will respect it or care or not to just not have fans in the stands. Like who cares? I mean, like, I know who cares. Everyone cares, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, like the more you would think that the fans would be like, well, I'd rather the season happen than like, I'd rather be able to watch the full season from my house than go to one game. And then the rest of the season gets canceled. Like, right. Right, it it's stupid it's, to me. Yeah, and I mean I, that's I think, me as a relatively new football fan. This will only be the second full season of football that I'm an actual football fan. So you know, this is from a new perspective. But I think it'd be pretty silly to just try to make a few extra, you know, dollars with fans showing up to games. Yeah, and, and also and, risk the rest of the season. And football, football, I think you know, at least more so than baseball is, is very much a TV product. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a sport that was designed to be on TV. Baseball came around before there was television. Uh, football is, is like a really TV friendly product. And I think, I mean, obviously the NFL makes a ton of money selling seats to the games, but 
I don't know. The the problem is, and I, I don't I don't mean to get political, but the problem is in this country the virus is a is a political issue, and there mm-hmm. are people who are like, this is part of you know this is part of the you know the liberal agenda. The Caps virus is, is 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 part of a you know yeah exactly the 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 virus is a is a political ploy. So they're like you know fuck it I I don't I, I don't believe in it. So they're just gonna right they're like well their life. you haven't proven to me that it's really a giant issue that's affecting everyone on Earth. So you can't stop me from doing this. Right, and the longer that that happens, the 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 longer that this drags out. Um, right. Yeah, man. The disinformation on both sides too, just trying to like win an election and pull one over on the other candidate right now as well is not helping anything in my opinion. Right. Yeah, it's it we live in such a divisive time. Cuz you um, have these doctors on one side of the aisle on Twitter who are getting banned by Twitter for saying one thing about it and doctors on the other side of the aisle on Twitter who are getting banned for saying one thing about it and they're both credible doctors. They just right. come they, from different philosophies. They all finished so medical school. And we don't, yeah, exactly. We don't <laughs> know who all, to believe and it's just like... They all took Jesus, the same man. classes and now they disagree so now one website and, is saying that's fake news and the other website says the other one's fake news and it's just like, well... Yeah, and both parties say there's... If you elect us, we're going to have a vaccine. It's like, okay, how? What are you doing to work on it? And then they never yeah. can go deeper yeah. than like the initial statement. So it's just, oh, oh, well, listen, it's a wild time. What a, hey, hold what on. A, I wanted to. No, you go, I, I, Chris. Oh, yeah, I'll go. So I just wanted to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank <laughs> you. I will uh, go. I just wanted to like sort of, you know, further talk about the football in the stadiums and stuff before we get too far yeah. away from it. Like, mm-hmm. sure, maybe at first you can usher people in safely and, you know, you have like set times that you show up. And right. so like you definitely can't sell the, the whole sta- stadium like I would you right. like no, no, separate no. them and shit. Like your seating to the stadium shows up at like 830 and then you like, you know, get your fever, your temperature checked. That's such a big process, first of all, to do that for a stadium. Yeah. Secondly, yeah. I feel like all that protocol that you have to maintain throughout the entirety of the event like the four or five hour event gets lost after everyone's like three four beers deep exactly well that's a, that's a great point and it's it's a huge like it's like i said it's a huge undertaking and who's to say that every fan and every staff member is going to follow the protocols there's like it's really hard to police that on a relatively small scale it's even i mean andrew like at your job you know, it's hard enough for you to get people to wear masks, and Dude, like you probably—it's it's hard it's, enough it, just to get people to like understand that I'm trying to give them an entire lifetime warranty for another three dollars. But all they hear is that they have to pay three dollars, and they're like, "Get the shit, get the shit out of my face." I'm like, exactly. So, like managing all of these different personalities on a, a scale of like fifty thousand has got to be really, really, really hard. Um, so true. I wouldn't want you that. Know. But you know, it's honestly, and then no, on top, thinking, no, you go, Scott, you go, Scott. Uh, sorry. On top of that, there's the ethical question of like, I mean, I guess they're probably producing enough tests at this point to where it's not that big of a deal. But the ethical question is like, are you going to, you know, are you going to test everybody that comes into the stadium? And how many tests is that? Is that, right? you know, 30,000 tests a week. And then you're going to have those people that are like, oh, the NFL is using all these tests for people to go right. watch a game when they could right. be sending them to hospitals right. or whatever. Right. And right. honestly, and I, I hope- as a fan, I feel like even if I'm one of those people who thinks that COVID doesn't exist and it's all a hoax, any of that stuff, even if I believe that, that just sounds like such a chore to have to go through just to sit and watch a football game. Like, even if you think it's all bullshit, 
you you still have to go through all that stuff anyway, yeah. and it still right. just sounds like not fun. Scott, you're gonna so, have to do me a favor because I don't live with you guys. Knock on his door yeah. around eleven, and if you see QAnon up on his phone, rip it from his hands. He's got. Listen, the people in charge of the NFL are lizard. The NFL is run by lizard people, and you can't convince me otherwise. Yeah, Vince okay. McMahon is a, a time a time shifting shapeshifter traveler. I mean, Jerry All Jones kind of looks like a lizard person. Right, that's kind of separate, but I agree. <laughs> hey, yeah, that is. <laughs> But no, Scott, uh, I feel like you had a legitimate point to bring up before Andrew just railroaded your statement there. So it is, um, it is my show. Don't let it ha- don't let it happen again. Um, <laughs> okay. No, it's next today. Week, it's my next show. week. Tune in for Andrew's first solo episode. <laughs> Damn. <all right>. Um. <laughs> yeah. What was I gonna say? Uh, ethics of of testing people, and um. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's going to be it's it's tough. Oh, um, what I was going to say was it's it's enough of a hassle to go to a, a football game anyway. It's uh, you know, even without a virus, it's like you know you have to you're you're getting there. You have to get there two hours early because of traffic and parking, and then getting into the stadium, and then oh, you want food? Like blah 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 blah. Somebody's calling me. Decline. Um, I would say you even have to get there like four to five hours early because you have to tailgate, and then you're just way too drunk before the game oh, starts. Dude, well, of course now tailgating like, is gonna tailgating is not gonna be allowed if you're social yeah. social distancing this kind of stuff. So you can right, but again, that. how are you gonna police that? How are you gonna police no tailgating? True. Are you gonna have people walking around yeah. and then you have, yeah, you have one guy in a security jacket who says, "Hey, you guys can't be barbecuing Listen. next to your car," and then people are gonna be like, "Oh yeah, what are you gonna do about it?" Yes, yeah, so hey. you go try to tell the Bills army that they can't jump into tables before the Bills game, and you're gonna get beaten the fuck up. Yeah, you know, and also I would say, Scott, I hear that. That is the lowest flying plane I have ever experienced while living here. Yeah, that was crazy. Sorry. That is crazy. Hey, Real man, life events. Did you hear happening. that, Chris? I heard that. It sounded like a Velociraptor was breaking down your back door. That sounded like it was right yeah. outside my window. TJ, TJ, and I saw fighter jets the other day flying overhead so it might have something to do with that they're going to fight the virus yeah the invisible enemy <laughs> they're all so brave <laughs> yeah drink um drinking game invisible enemy every time it says there's my camera there's my camera drink cool well so you know with that all being said i do think you've raised some good points scott it's just like one of those things where I think to do it in person is is an, another way to s- spread it to the players who already have enough of an issue worrying about a heavily contacted sport where their arms and legs are exposed in like negative five degree weather and they still somehow yeah. sweat because it's that physical. I mean, they already have to worry about that. You know, the surface right. to surface contact of skin right. to skin and sweat, let alone having mouth breathers up in the the stands, just like. Yeah, you know, just screaming and projecting all their germs. Yeah, and so the right. I mean, will be flying all over the air because you know, like when people like, there's a friend who we call Riot Shield Blank. I won't name his name, but every time he has a few drinks <laughs> in him, dude, you have to duck in cover because it starts flying. Yeah, man. I know yeah. so many people like mm-hmm. that. Like you He's, need a Riot Shield. You'll get the weather, not the news. You know. So that's, <laughs> that's gonna be mean. Like, yeah, I'm a mouth breather too. We all breathe from our mouth sometimes. We're out of shape, especially, and it's just like. But in all seriousness, that's a lot of extra contamination that just doesn't help the players or the sport. And I think it's more important to have the sport happen, even if it's on a reduced level of entertainment, being where it's just players and stands with cardboard cutouts and, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. 
just to have that. I think people need that mental escape from all the nonsense. Mm-hmm. Right. On. Like Scott. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Scott, would you have yeah. rather, would you have rathered no baseball to keep everyone safe or this crazy super sped up, like kind of hectic baseball that you're getting right now? Um, selfishly, I'd rather the super hectic sped up baseball. Right. Um, and again, ethics, ethics are a big question in all of this. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cause you're, 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 you're jeopardizing potentially the safety of players, the safety of staff members. And then, you know, as we talked about in some cases, the safety of fans, but I agree. Um, at least for me, it's more important that the, uh, that the sports happen, um, on this reduced scale mm-hmm. than, mm-hmm. uh, than they do, you know, not now, at all. Now, listen, Scott, I've got a question that I think is, it's a bit beyond this COVID talk that we're talking about with how it's affecting sports. How much okay. do you think the um, let's see what's the word I want to use? The reuniting of Gronk and Brady on the Bucks. What do you think that will have? What effect do you think that will have on the rest of the league this season? Assuming the rest of the, the rest league? of the season will you know play normally and all the games will get played and whatever. I think that will the effect that will have is one more win for the Buccaneers than they would have had without Gronk. I think, I think <laughs> one more. Rob Gronkowski is worth one win, um, and that's wow. pretty valuable. You know, in in in, in football, there's only if it's games. the right win, then it's important. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean I don't. Had... I, I'm re- I'm really curious to see what the Buccaneers do this year. It's gonna, that's going to be a fascinating storyline. Um, I don't know what Tom Brady is at this point in his career. I have no idea what Rob Gronkowski is at this point in his career. Um, I think they're good enough to make it to the playoffs. Will they win the NFC South? Will they be better than the Saints? I don't know. Um, I think it'll be really entertaining watching Drew Brees and Tom Brady play each other twice this year if they both stay healthy. Um, True. That's true. That could be cool. You know, man, I think it's one of those things where guys like Mike Evans is going to be really affected by this in a, a pretty, pretty negative way because. I mean, yeah, maybe in terms of fantasy, but I, I don't think he's going to be negatively affected. I think in terms of fantasy, I guess that's how I think, really. But like, I don't know, Brady's still not a deep ball guy, and I feel like that's how you maximize some of those weapons at receiver that uh, you have down there in Tampa. So I, I, it's going to be interesting to see how these guys have to adjust for Brady because I don't think. Brady's adjusting for anyone at this point in his career. I mean, I don't know why he would. He's I mean, obviously- he's he's the goat. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't, you know, put anything past him. Uh you know. Not saying he can't. I'm just saying And think why- think about it. Like obviously they before this they had who was their quarterback last year? Jameis Winston. Like obviously he has a, a huge arm, but he also threw 30 picks. You know. Dude, that was I loved that video. Like when the season was over, and it was like every time he throws a pass, he throws an interception, and it just did one and then the other in the video. Yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but it was hilarious. Where did he land? Or is he just back up right now? You know, I don't know. I don't know where James. I'm gonna look landed. it up. Let's yeah. look it up. Yeah. I mean, so I guess we. I feel like we've kind of said all we had to say about the COVID section of it, and I do have a few f- just more football related. He is on COVID the Saints related. now. Okay, so team you got signed by the Saints. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. I mean, you know, they they so- still have a very interesting three quarterback. Uh, they have Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, and now Jameis Winston. Very interesting. That is pretty intense. I mean, Taysom Hill though, really, he's their utility man. 
Taysom Hill is the future in New Orleans. He's the Swiss Army knife, dude. Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill more than he loves his wife. <laughs> Listen, if Taysom, oh, if his wife was getting in as many points and shit as Taysom Hill did, then maybe he would love her more. Yeah, that's a good point. Scott, let me ask you this, man, because I'm in a I'm in a particularly interesting situation in my keepers league, wherein in the first round I have a second pick because I didn't do too hot last year. Yeah, and I thought the person in front of me was going to keep Lev Bell at number one. He chose to drop Lev Bell, so I'm assuming he's going to go for uh, of course. Because we we all need running backs right now, so I'm assuming he was he's going to go for you know uh, Clyde. um, I forget the Solaire. Uh, you know, Edward Clyde Solaire, the Chiefs' new running back one. Okay. So if he picks him, my only other, I would say, viable option is either Julio Jones or Josh Jacobs. But I feel like I really need running backs because I'm keeping three wide receivers in the back end. So I feel like I got to go with Josh Jacobs, right? And just trust that that was a rough first season. And uh, he, he's got <laughs> Josh Jacobs run. had a good year last year. Not, not the year I think people wanted, though. To be drafted in the first round. He was a rookie. Would you draft about? him in the first now though would i draft josh jacobs in the first round probably not i have the second pick this year in my in my uh my paid for like main league and i probably wouldn't take josh jacobs at number two would i take him in the first round like if i was at the back end of the first round i'd think about it um i've had julio i've i've had julio a lot of times and julio is really fickle because he gets a lot of targets but he doesn't score any touchdowns listen i was against julio jones last season in fantasy and he didn't do shit until the one game i needed him to not do shit in and then all of a sudden he had like 40 points in one game he racks up a ton of yards matt ryan loves him but he just doesn't get enough targets in the red zone um, yeah. So I would I would stay away from Julio in the first round, and I I love Julio. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. He doesn't score enough touchdowns, so I think he's going to thir- turn 32 throughout this season at some point. He's getting old, you know. Yeah, but he's a, he's a freak. I I I don't think Julio's slowing down. Um, no, no. But, but I just there. he's 31. There's, there's, there's... Julio Jones. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. His name his name isn't even Julio. And don't get me wrong. If I had a second round pick in a non-keepers league, I'd go CMC or Zeke. You know, Saquon's number one. Obviously, I'm smart enough to know that. It's just I'm in a weird situation where those guys are also being kept first round, but all of us stinkers that came in uh, fourth through, uh, you know, uh, last place, we're all just sort of like, we can't keep our number ones, dude. I'm not keeping so, Melvin Ford number are you, one. Right? Are you keeping DJ Chark? Of course, 16th round. Sharknado, bro. I just even if he flops, I have Shark him on my bait. bench. Sharknado, <laughs> dude. I mean, that was yeah. the name of my fantasy team. Yeah, Sharknado, Shark uh, Attack. That's Sharknado. a good one that didn't get used. But I mean, so Scott, not to get too yeah. tangential on my specifics of fantasy football. Yeah, you know that I'm going to have to ask you a fantasy question after this. Okay. Well, I want to know like Scott's rookie picks. Like, can you give me three rookies you got your eyes on right now? Maybe get Three some rookies tips to I have my eyes on. <sighs> Let me think. Three rookies that I have my eyes on in the NFL. Um, definitely Joe Burrow. Joe, Bur- I know that's like a really cliched pick, but I have my eyes on Joe Burrow um, because he he's supposed by? to be the uh, the savior in uh, in Cincinnati. He's an Ohio kid. Not that that means anything. Um, on the field, yeah. but he's who, the, who he, cares about Ohio. Um, but I think he's. It'll be really interesting to see what Joe Burrow does. Um, they don't have a lot of talent on that roster. I mean, AJ Green's still there, but like I don't, I don't know how they're going to support 
Joe Burrow in year one. Um, Tyler Boyd, you don't like him? Yeah, Tyler Boyd's good, but like, yeah, I hear you. I don't. I don't know what their offensive line looks like. I don't. You know, they don't really have much of a run game to speak of. Um, let's see other rookies that I'm curious about. Um, for one, this guy Ashton Ashton Davis. He's a he's a third round safety that he was picked by the Jets. I know, Homer pick, but they just they just traded away Jamal Adams, who mm-hmm. by all accounts is one of the best strong safeties in the league. So they. You know, at this point, they need as much help in the secondary as they can get. They don't really have much at the cornerback position, and then they just traded away their best defensive player at safety. So I'm really curious how this guy um, meshes with the secondary. He's a return specialist, um, and he's supposed to be a really athletic, you know, really, you know, kind of versatile guy back there. So that'll be really interesting. And then a third pick for NFL rookies that I'm interested to see. Um, Jonathan Taylor. No. No, yeah, the Colts, they're kind of whatever. Marlon Mack still starting anyway. He's got Marlon Mack's pretty throw. good, but he's... Uh, let me Jalen Rieger. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, oh, what's his name? Michael Pittman Jr.? No, he was – okay, he was picked out of Ohio State. Um, Cameron Dantzler? I'm just reading names right now. I'm going to – I'm going to – hold on a second. Oh. You just changed your camera angle, Scott. I did? Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> they're, they're a little frozen and stuck sideways. Visual bit for the YouTube channel, guys. That is youtubecom <laughs> slash talking with Andrew and Chris. YouTube. Hey, take me, take me off the screen. I, I screwed this all up. Okay. <laughs> he opened a different app on his phone. It happens. Ah, uh, that does happen. That that is a thing, oh. isn't it? There we go. <laughs> this is <the> second one. <laughs> Am I back? Yeah, man. You're in both of Oh no, what is happening right now? <laughs> yes, and his voice is coming through both of them. Dude, oh, Scott. I've never seen this happen Shit. on stream here. This oh, is God. better than I could have ever imagined. Visual How bits. I, 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 I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my God. I'm okay with leaving it. I think it's so funny. <laughs> oh no! What happened? I think it kicked him. Okay, we can't do that. Actually, it's not a funny oh, joke. I think. Yeah, I left it, the. Uh, I just don't know where the window is that I was on. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, look. If we gotta finish it up this way, we gotta finish it up this way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I have to. I have to go back to work in a couple minutes anyway. So yeah, scared. that's fine. All right. Well, um, I don't know what happened to the other. I, oh, Listen, sorry, it doesn't guys. matter. We can hear you, and that's what matters. We can hear yeah, you, and okay. we see what you what you look like. People yeah, don't even watch the, the uh, anyway. Yeah, no one's watching this, dude. They're all listening. Yeah, they do listen, though. They and do they listen, know, but no that's one's good. watching. That's important. That's important on a, on a podcast. Yeah, but yeah. hey, we think I think we're pretty cute. That's an important metric. Yeah, listen, it I'm, is. But YouTube's just a stronger platform. Listen, we don't need Chris, to get too. Uh, Chris and I uh, think about what T-shirts we put on. Like we care about what we look like. So I'd rather people right. look at us. That's why I've worn the Mandalorian shirt like four out of our past five broadcasts. I'm trying to make a statement 
about that show. Anyways, yeah. uh, to so me, Scott, you said you had a fantasy question for me, even though we didn't get your three. That's okay. Two is good. Funny that we got two. Uh oh, Scott. Oh no, <laughs> Scott. Uh oh. I think you think he just left because he was I like, I gotta go anyways. No, I that don't think he would have just left. Yeah, that wouldn't have been his exit. Scott, I mean, I could us? just open the door and yell downstairs. Scott, you with us? Uh, I mean, wait, I can, I can, I can hear you. What's going oh, on? Okay, yeah, there we go. Oh, no, we okay. couldn't hear you for a second. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. This is falling apart quickly. Uh, All right. What's your man. fantasy question for Chris? We don't care about your third pick anymore. <laughs> last last year, last year I picked Juju, and uh, he was my keeper from the year before. And I'm wondering if I should keep him again. I mean, Ben's healthy now. Uh, is he going to continue to be healthy? Who who was the other guy they were throwing? Who was that? They had a rookie that remember like Juju was kind of like, Oh, um, that's right. He was like, was losing losing targets. Yeah. To that, to that rookie. I don't That's that's duck Hodges and uh, Mason Rudolph. That's their fault. We got, we got big old idiot. Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) Oh man. Dude. I forgot about what a weird season the Steelers had. Yeah. Well, I think and Mason Rudolph Chase, got smashed in the face. Chase Claypool is the rookie you're looking for in mm. Pittsburgh, who's kind of like killing it in camp right now. But, no, no, it was, he was a rookie last year. He was a rookie yeah. last year. Oh, okay. Washington. And I remember Juju was like, look, man, I'm going to go out there. They're going to cover me, and they're going to throw it to you because uh, that's what they did with me like two years ago or whatever. So I believe it was Washington was his last name. From oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I had him. I had him. Oh, no, that was one of them. There was another one, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. There was a couple matter. on Pittsburgh last year that you can go. There, week week on. there were a couple that were taking them away from Juju. That's what matters. So Scott, yeah. what's what's uh what what round does Juju go in? Uh, I think I kept him in the third round. So this year he'd be a second round keeper. Mm, I feel like he's a fifth or sixth right now. I think. Interesting. I think that there's just so much to worry about in Pittsburgh. And his health is a factor, and, you know, he's still a young guy, but I just don't trust him the way I, I would have if this was uh, – you asked me this question this time last year. I would have been all in on Juju, but now I'm just – I'm worried about him, man. You know, I, he may be one of those one-season wonders, in my opinion. I hope it's not the case. I think he's got a lot of talent. He's obviously super young. Mm-hmm. But to keep him in the second round when you can get – like a guy like Amari Cooper, or you can get like a Tyler Lockett. Or, Amari Cooper or like did Mike me Evans. pretty well last season. I mean, why would you not try and go for that? You know what I mean? <laughs> if you if you like Juju, you, what you do is you draft him lower, and you re get him back on your team, like I might do with Melvin Gordon. But I don't want him going in the first round. I think we may have lost Scott here, guys. Sorry. This this whole sports casting thing is difficult. You know, it's like a lot of live call-ins and a lot of live. Am I out again? Am I off? Oh, there you are again. You keep oh, coming. You're off. But you heard everything we said then. I heard everything you said. Yeah, I've okay. been here the whole time. Yeah, what's Great. your take on that? <laughs> on on letting him go and picking him in a later round, I like that. I mean, you just can't bank on it, you know? You, you don't know what other people are going to think. True. Yeah, that's true. But, true. Scott, you know, you know what I think, Scott? What's that? You were a great guest, man, and I appreciate you coming on with us today. You, yeah, Thank you. Scott, I hope, I hopefully, wonderful. I didn't. I hope I didn't tank the podcast. 
Oh, no they, way. it was already it was already tanking before you got here, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been a dump it's been a, a dumpster fire for a while, but yeah. So people speaking, like fires. Speaking of the the New York Jets, um, yeah, Scott, why don't you uh you know you, you have to go back to uh, remotely working at home. So why don't you plug yourself? Let the people know where they can find you. Wave goodbye and uh, sort of tell them anything you want them to know. Can you see me? I don't know if you can see me. I'm waving. No, we can, still have can... the picture, just the sideways picture. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, imagine me waving. Imagine that picture, but with an arm waving and a hand attached okay. to it with fingers that are waving. Plug, plug whatever you want to plug, Scott. Yeah. I don't know. What is there to plug? I mean, just Scott, I guess listen, if you like, if you like Scott's old Instagram. stuff, if you like old stuff that has to do with like old car stuff like signs and toys and stuff then look at my instagram there's not really i know i'm the, the resident sports expert but there's my instagram has little to do with sports okay. um but if you're but looking yeah, to, I, to to buy some cool antiques some or if you want to sell any game, to me yeah if you, if you want to sell, sell stuff me. scott is your guy yeah yeah scott flips is that i've got his i've got his uh business card right here so you know he's legit Okay, cool. Then that's all you had to show. Sweet. Scott, music. You got any music you want to plug or, or what? There it is. I can't really read it, but it's there. It's legit. Um, oh, I don't. I, I think I can hear again. Scott's voice downstairs. So oh, he's, we lost his he can hear us, but, feed. But we can't hear him. Anyway, I'm assuming Scott is saying he plays music. They're figuring stuff out behind the scenes. And hopefully someday in the near future, we'll all be able to listen to some Sorbet hits. And if that's wrong, we'll, we'll correct it next week, seeing as Andrew lives with them. So, Scott, we're going to pass it out. Thank you for mm-hmm. joining us again, my friend. Thanks for coming. Uh, I'll hey, see guys. you very soon. It's Scott. Okay. Say bye, Scott. <laughs> bye! <laughs> Andrew, this is a good one, man. Uh, I, I love the, uh, the chaos of it because I think it, it goes hand in hand with the chaos of the world right now in the state of sports. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I think I'm becoming numb to the chaos rather is what it is. I don't love it. I'm going to... Yeah, we are being conditioned, whether we like it or not. Yeah, it sucks, man. So speaking of conditioning, we don't we have a few things to tell the people before we get out of here today? <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> if you're listening to this, uh, we're on YouTube, so you can watch it too. Uh, I think that we're pretty good looking. You know, we're definitely not ugly. We've got videos that are, we have visual bits that are very funny to Chris, maybe less funny to me. But they're funny. So check us out, youtube.com slash talking with Andrew and Chris. We're always we're always putting the episodes up there and some other stuff too. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're one of the, the eight people that watch it on YouTube, then if you need to go and you, you know, want to still listen, then we are on all of the digital streaming platforms as well. Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, Radio Public, Stitcher, um, was that Deezer or something like that? Deezer, Deezer, Overcast. Overcast. We're on all that stuff. You can listen Spotify, there. That's a big one. We're on all the 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 the, 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 the social medias at Talking Podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah, check us out. Chris has another show that's on all those things I just described. Uh, his that one's called Talking TV. Uh, it's also on all the digital streaming platforms, social medias, uh, YouTubes. I'm sure that all of that stuff is all linked together. Once you find one, you'll find the other. That's yeah, the one right I'm talking there. about. Uh, if you can it's see that Cora episode right there, I uh, guest hosted that one. So true. 
Find at Talking TV Podcast. And and guys, while you're doing all this, please make sure to subscribe. Make sure to turn on that notification bell. And make sure to like whatever video you're on, you know, leave a comment. Okay, a little bit of a twin moment. Um, (laughs) And that's the YouTube channel. For those of you who haven't been able to find it for whatever reason, why? Let's grow this thing because we have visual bits. We've been fairly consistent on YouTube and we're getting more and more in shape with our new schedule as we go. This is our fifth week back and and boy, are we better than ever, I got to say. So guys, again, that is at not Flix Talk, oh, but I do oh love Flix Talk. Oh my Shout God. out Flix Talk. Falling apart. <laughs> that is at Talking Podcast. Anywhere that matters, being Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That is Talking Podcast on YouTube. Guys, come find us. Come hang out. We appreciate it. We love you. And we love being here. And with that being said, I'm I'm just clicking and making mistakes, man. Whoa. This is a if anything, the way we ended this podcast was a, a good What's your birthday, Andrew? Is this what you wanted? It's exactly what I wanted. It's the Good. best episode we've ever done on my birthday. This is, this might be the best episode that I've ever done on your birthday. Wow, that's huge. So one more time, guys. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Turn on that bell. Like that video. Talking with Andrew and Chris on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Overcast, Breaker, Stitcher, Radio Public, Google Play, Andrew, is there anything else to be said? Stay sweet.